Blog Talk Radio. Hi and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Brianne Price is a natural-born intuitive, empath, healer, coach, speaker, writer, and many other things. As a lifelong student, she's been trained in many different modalities and has achieved teacher certificates in some. Her corporate experience provided lots of opportunities to problem-solve, manage crisis, and learn life navigation. Since 2002, she's been a full-time healer and coach. She enjoys her practice and enjoys helping people immensely. Many joyous experiences and fabulous success stories will be shared today. And Carol, I understand that you work with Brienne on a weekly basis. Yes, Claire. Brienne helps me to get clear on my goals, and she works with me to achieve them, which is the most important part. So thanks, Bree, for joining us to share your wisdom. Thank you very much, Carol, for inviting me to the party. I really enjoy this and the film funding class on Saturday that I hope everybody attends too. Yes, that is a great class. You're right. It's every other Saturday at uh, 10 a.m., and uh, it's for our physically sponsored filmmakers. And all you have to do is uh, send me an email, and we'll put you on that list. So it's uh, Carol E. Dean at att.net. C A R O L E E D E A N at att.net. So. So we have a lot to talk about today because it, setting goals and achieving them is how you get where you want to be in life. Well, right now the whole consciousness is worried about health and how to maintain good health. And so good health as well as uh, your setting goals and achieving them We've got to make it all combined here because the the truth is that you uh, with fear in the consciousness as it is now, uh, you cannot visualize your future and set your goals and work to achieve them if fear is an overriding factor. So what we want to do is work on the goal setting, how to do it, and then how to uh, achieve that goal and how to do all of this when you're, when you're scared to go to the groceries. So let's get started with how to set goals, because I know choosing what you want is very important. And when I talk to filmmakers, the first thing I do with my angel class and, and intentional classes is, what is it you want to achieve over the first six months? What are your goals? And usually they have about 10 things they want to do in six months. So getting people to prioritize is step one. Right, Brianne? Absolutely. It absolutely is. Now, one of the things that I really recommend is 
yes, you set goals, but you also have to revisit them because sometimes we'll write them down on a piece of paper and never look at our goals. Well, I believe you have to look at them every day or at least every week, and you have to be able to connect with them too. Now, I really recommend you have four types of goals. Number one is you have the very small ones where you can check off so it shows you that you're getting things done. Then you have the medium goals that have a little bit of work, but you can still check off relatively easy. Then you have the bigger goals. And when you're doing a film or any big project, sometimes you might have several big goals. Funding, getting your film funded may be a big goal. And it's important that you ask for money and specifics, a dollar amount for that. Getting your crew, that's a whole different big goal too. So you also write those down. Now, the fourth one that I feel is very, very important is that you ask for a goal that is just beyond what you think is possible. For example, is your goal beyond impossible maybe something like, I get an award-winning editor on my film, or I raise $50,000 for promotion for my film. Something just beyond, because what that does is expand your energy and it helps you connect to the quantum field in a different way. So those are very important. Now, wow, yes, yeah. <laughs> well, so are you going to start with the little goals? Little goal, what that might be? Yeah. Well, a little goal is I got up at six o'clock in the morning and wrote for an hour before work. Um, yes. Little goals, of, you know, I spent I spent a day without going on Facebook and wasting time or, you know, things like that that are really good because it's important to us because it tells the universe that, we're, that we are serious about our goals and we're going to make changes. And it's all about change right now. We're in a very, very high energy year. So that means we have to keep on top of things or we will get swept away in the negativity and in the craziness, which we do not want to do. So those exactly. are good examples of small productive goals. Okay. And then medium may be that you write a certain amount of pages. That would be like a medium goal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, because as a filmmaker, that's all you, most of the time you're writing your script or you're writing your um, promotional materials. You've got to write something, uh, a lot of things Absolutely. for films. Right. Okay, good. And it, and it, yeah, and it's actions, too. Like you contact three people today for funding, you know, things like that. Those are also medium to large goals, too. Okay. All right. Then, um, all right. So once you have outlined these and you realize that you, you've got to set goals that you have, that you feel you can achieve, right? Because when you first started, you said connect with goals. Uh, To me, that means you have to feel into them because the brain can conjure up all kinds of stuff. But when you tell, you say that back to yourself in a quiet moment, that I can raise $100,000 in five weeks, the body, when the body goes in sick, you feel like, oh, my gosh, my stomach's gone off. You know the body is saying, I don't think we can do that. Okay, then so you, I say you have to negotiate with the body and find the number that the body says, yeah, you can do that. 
uh, so it, it is that what you mean? Feel into it where your body and your mind are together. A- absolutely, and it's one of those things. Is we we attend a lot of classes where we're told where oh, you just sit in a chair and you say you're a millionaire and millions come to you. And we know that's not true. But it is absolutely true that we can create anything we want. We just have to get out of our own way. So it's feeling about the energy and talking about it and just looking at the number. Like, let's say I need $100,000 for my film. Okay, I'm going to choose to go for this. All right. And then you start, you, you make that goal, and then you start asking questions. All right, what energy can I be today, universe, that would create this? Where can I go to find this funding? What can I do to, today in this moment to really, really get progress on this? And, and energies like that, because what also happens with goals is we set expectations and we, we all do it regardless of whether or not we admit to it. And sometimes we get disappointed and the, when the expectations are not met in the time frame that we would like. So the more we can just be in the energy, talking to the goals, allowing energy to move and showing us and asking the universe to show us what's stopping us is a really, really big thing. Um, one of the most productive things that we can do is get a journal and write in it. And one of the big exercises that you can do is you get a journal and you draw a line down the middle. And on the right, you write what is happening. And on the left, you write what you would like to happen. An example is I would, on the left is, well, on, on the right is I have more bills than income. And on the left is, I would like to create money to pay off all my bills, to meet my bills, pay off all my debt, and film fund on film. And then what you have to do is you start have to ask, okay, so why am I doing the opposite? What is going on that is creating the opposite here? And just see what happens and what tells you. Because the universe is happy to tell you the problems, but we have to be open to seeing it. And sometimes... What the universe then does is it makes you aware of where you're overspending, where you're emotionally spending, where you're not allowing other people to contribute to you. And so what you do is you start writing those down under what you don't want, and then you start looking at the behaviors that you can change to change that. And that is a very helpful self-coaching thing that you can do right now and just be honest with yourself is we don't want to be truthful with ourselves because the truth can be scary. But if you're truthful, you kind of have to be in truth in order to change things. And that is one of the things we have to get into is truth. Be in truth about money, right? Be in truth about money and truth about ourselves because we're not perfect regardless of what we would like to say. We all have things. And as much as we would like to believe that we're doing the right thing, and this is a big thing that I hear from people, I'm doing all the right things. I'm being positive. I'm doing this, this, and this that I was told I'm supposed to do, but why isn't things working? And usually the element that's missing is truth. Um, I think the being positive energy really works against us because what happens is you're feeling bad because you don't have money. 
And then, oh, no, 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 I have to be positive. Oh, universe, I love where I am. I'm perfect. I'm great. This is all wonderful. All this stuff. And then the universe gets confused because the universe says, well, wait a minute. I thought you said you wanted money, but now you're saying you're fine. Okay, well, then I guess you're fine. So I won't bring you any more money because you said you're fine. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's, it, yeah, so it's, well, we just kind of have to be truthful. And one of the wonderful tools that I tell people to use is acknowledge, ask, and receive. So it's basically, it goes like this. All right, universe, I acknowledge that I haven't been great with money in the past. But, you know, I'm choosing to change this. I am choosing to change this. So right now I am asking for $10,000 for myself. And I am choosing to receive it. Show me what stops me from receiving it and show me what I can do to receive it now. And then you let that energy out into the universe. And I love the acknowledgement. Yeah, I love acknowledging. Acknowledging is such a big thing. So, well, wait a second. Show me question. what's stopping it and how to receive it. So this is a great question to ask the universe. I mean, that is being very truthful. But then you have to go to your meditation to get the answer, or you've got to give yourself some walking time, quiet time, um, taking a shower time. I mean, you've got to be listening, right, to get the answers. Absolutely. And I do not necessarily believe it's all about meditation. Yes, you should meditate. Yes, you should ask for the the answer to come, quiet time, nature, meditation. However, what I find, and I've really expanded this skill in the last several years, is I get so many answers out and about talking to people. Because I think that's where a lot of our information comes from. For example, if you're out and about and you overhear somebody talking about being disillusioned and then you go to the grocery store and you're standing in line and there's somebody talking about being disillusioned about money or you know then there's you hear on the radio somebody talking about being disillusioned with their relationship okay you're hearing disillusioned a lot that's a sign from the universe saying you need to look at disillusionment and you need to do it now and That's what I the Brits call a day time. sign. They call that a day sign when you pick it up during the day. And it might also be on a billboard or on a radio station, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It comes to you many, many different ways. And what I always tell people, too, is what happens a lot of times when people hear that is that they go into judgment about what it means. And you can't really do that. You kind of have to flow into the energy without going into the judgments of what it means, because if you're judging what it means, you're stopping the full force of it. Yes, exactly. And so if I go say, you know what, yeah, and I'm just going to allow this to flow out, and I'm just going to, what does this mean, universe? Show me where I'm being disillusioned. Show me where my disillusionment is really stopping me from receiving. And just being in that energy is great. Because what I have found in the universe, you know, we have, we've been taught that when something happens, it's one thing, one thing. The universe has one purpose. But that is such a disservice to the universe because the universe is very infinite. So to think there's only one reason for something is kind of crazy. So I started 
several years ago doing the three purposes. Okay, for everything that happens, I'm going to allow myself to get three things out of it, three reasons, three purposes. And I tell you, that is very expansive, and it's kind of crazy at times because you're really expanding yourself for growth, and you're really asking for growth. And then this last summer, I started opening up to five, and that's not for the faint of heart, and I would not recommend people do that starting out. Well, wait a minute. Let's get, yeah, tell us, what is the three purposes? Well, whatever they are. So basically, like, let's say um, I've got everything. I've got a workshop planned, and um, the organizer canceled. Okay. So then instead of going into, okay, the organizer canceled to free me up to go write 50 pages. Instead I go, okay, why did this cancel? Why did these plans change? And what can I do? And so I allow myself to write maybe 50 pages, but then I also allow other energy to come in. And then I see that there's another better event that I wanted to attend. Oh, okay. So that's the second reason why it can't. And then I see um, a friend has uh, needs to move, and they needed a little bit of help with that. So, okay, so that's the third reason I am not tied up in this workshop. And instead of going into anger and judging that it wasn't meant to be, it's like, all right, so what are the other purposes, the other expansive reasons why this happened? And, you know, so there's all that flow. So I get far more energy and far more expansiveness by allowing at least three things to show themselves to me as to reasons why. Does that make sense? If, yes. In other words, instead of looking at it as a loss and being disappointed, you're looking at it as an opportunity, and you're open to receive from the universe what else they have in store for you. Yes. Yeah. And and I find that it's good to put numbers on it instead of just one thing. Well, start off with one thing, but expand that, too, because it just allows for more expansiveness. This is brilliant. That That is really a way to take away some feelings of loss because people are canceling things right and left these days. Conventions, uh, lots of things are being postponed and canceled. So, yes, that's a wonderful way to handle that kind of energy. And I also, I, I just want to go back to the, um, you're, you're asking questions of the universe. See, I've never heard anybody do that before. And I really like that because, this is a two-way street here. You know, we're always asking for what we want, but seldom listening for them to tell us. And they've got to tell us through something, a written word, or through friends, or through day signs, or um, even in our dreams they can tell us, right? Absolutely. Well, questions has been around for at least the last couple decades, and it's gotten really prevalent. And here's the beauty of questions is we have our expectations and we really get ultra focused on how we want it. Like I want $10,000 for my film. It's going to come from Kickstarter or whatever it is you're doing. And we, we really, really focus on the quick starter. And then we're so ultra focused. We don't see the other people who want to give us $10,000. Like we we're so focused on that. We don't, make appointments to see somebody who has expressed interest in investing in our film. And Mm -hmm. so questions 
keep the energy open. It's like, yes, I want my 10,000, but where can I go? And what that does is it creates an expansiveness with the universe that we can receive and we're allowing ourselves to go down different paths. Now, what happens, though, with the questions is please, please, please make sure you're not looking to get answers from the universe because there's a lot of people who want neon signs from the universe. If you ask a question, you want a neon sign that says the answer. The universe doesn't work that way. You know, there's always more answers. One of the things that I have really tried to explain to people is when you ask the question of the universe, you'll probably get six or seven different answers because it's all in what you want to choose. Do you want to choose the answer that will take care of you right now, you're done, you're finished? Do you want to choose the answer that will allow you to go into disappointment and to be in disappointment? Because some people love that, regardless of whether or not they admit it. Do you want the answer that will not only fund this film, but your next film? Do you want the answer that shows you something about yourself you don't want to look at? You know what I mean? So there's, there's so many different answers. And the more you ask questions without needing solid answers right that second, it will really allow you to be in a wonderful energy. Oh, that's wonderful. That is a great way. Uh, to to go and to think, uh, and I I have been able to get help from the universe really on a daily basis. But um, one time, Brianne, it was really shocking. Um, I had something I called it my uh, New Zealand disease because I would go to New Zealand, spend six months. I had a garden. I grew all my vegetables and came home back to California, and I was always sick when I got here and. Uh, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. This happened three years in a row. So the third year, uh, I just was uh, bedridden practically, and it seemed to be it was my kidneys, but I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I don't frequent a lot of doctors, so I told the universe, if you want, you're going to have to tell me what's wrong with me because I know I can heal it, but you have to tell me. So, And you're going to have to bring them in my house to tell me that's exactly what I need. And uh, my daughter said, oh, I'm going to have some friends over uh, and next Sunday. And I said, well, you know, I'm just going to sit on the couch and stay out of it your way, and you have a wonderful time. Well, this woman sat next to me on the couch and said, uh, I said, how are you today? And she said, well, oh, I'm a lot better. I just got over kidney stones. And I said, really? So how does that feel? What were your what were your aches and pains? And that was exactly what I had. So the universe sent her to the house. She sat down next to me, told me exactly what I had. I got the Beeler book out for kidney stones, the old 1936 book. Um, no, it's not Beeler. It's uh, Walker on juicing. And he has every illness in there. And I looked under kidney stone, and it said spinach. And I grew and ate spinach almost every day in New Zealand. And that, too much cooked spinach, causes kidney stones. So there was the solution. The problem was solved. And I changed my diet and and healed myself. But this is when, uh, that is an exception, Brianne, but it does happen. They are listening mm-hmm. is the point. Absolutely. They are listening, and you have to allow yourself to hear. Now, one of the things you could have done is say, no, don't bring anybody over. I don't feel good. 
know, but no, you chose to just let life happen even when you weren't feeling it. So you were also telling the universe that you were allowing yourself to get the solution in different ways. So that's fabulous. No, but it's good. All right. Well, uh, and I I want to compliment you too on where you got uh, you take your yellow pad and you put the right and the left uh, uh, sides in the current is what is happening. For example, you said like you had too many bills to pay. I'm sorry, that's the right side. And the left side says uh, what you want to do, you want to create the money to pay off these bills. And you're really asking the universe to help you with that or give you guidance. And that those answers you would get the same way you're talking about, right? Absolutely. And it's all about paying attention. And this is where if you're sitting quietly, you can hear some of the things that are roaming around in your brain that you don't like. You know, a lot of times we are taught that, oh, well, I went to this class. I got rid of all my ancestral money issues. It's all good. And then you wipe your hands and it's fabulous. Well, you didn't heal it. Maybe you just put it in a box so you can't see it anymore. And sometimes you have to get quiet in order to see that it's still there. It's still running around. It's still connected to something. Because our ancestral stuff is really huge. And usually what's going on when we're two with our parents, that's usually our money issues that we have to deal with. So we have to look at them. But it's all about allowing yourself to see the answers and to know the answers without judging yourself, without judging your parents, and just saying, okay, it is. I let it go. Um, I finally, about a month ago, had forgiveness explained to me in a way I could hear it. I do not uh, care for forgiveness, and I could not figure that out. And I didn't find it to be magic, and I haven't found a lot of people who are really good at it. And the reason is, is because there's so much judgment in forgiveness. It's like, I'm judging that you did something bad, you did something wrong, so I need to forgive you. But when you have all that judgment attached to it, it gets really sticky and icky, and it never really goes away. And I'm sure you've met a lot of people that, yeah, they're really great in forgiving when things are going good, but when things go bad, all bets are off and all that energy's back. Well, how forgiveness was truly explained to me is it's just an energy. It, there's no judgment attached. It just is what it is. So what forgiveness is truly about, it's about clearing the energy without having to name it, claim it, deal with it. It's like, no, I'm just choosing to forgive, which means I'm clearing it and let it all go. And that's a big thing that we need to do. And, and for ourselves, for overspending, for not doing the right thing, quote, unquote. Because a lot of times spiritual people love to beat themselves up for things they did or did not do, or the woulda, coulda, shouldas. And that is very unproductive, and it does not allow us to be in the present moment and to create from the present moment, which is where we need to be. We need to be in a state of homeostasis in the middle in order to create. And all of these distractions keep us out of the middle. Oh my gosh, that is so true. You've got it. It's the Buddha, the Buddha way. You have to stay in the middle, 
and in the now. I'm getting closer and closer to understanding what Eckhart Tolle is saying about the now. It's only this moment in time, Brianne. It's, you know, when this show started, that's already the past. And what happens in the next 10 minutes is the future. But so truly, all we have is this moment. And forgiveness is an energy. It's a higher vibrating energy, according to the scientist that I've read, it's a vibrating energy higher than love. In fact, it's the highest vibration they have found in our energy fields. So by forgiving ourselves, usually, more than anything, or forgiving someone who is mad at you uh, or upset with you over something, and maybe you don't even know what they did, but no, it's up to you to forgive them because then you are clearing your own energy, Right. Absolutely. And it all starts with kindness. I'm doing this kindness challenge, which I love. And basically the first thing that came out of the person's mouth I loved is kindness does not mean you keep everybody happy. Kindness does not mean you have to bend, fold, mutilate yourself to make people happy. What kindness means is you take care of you. And if you can start from you taking care of you, then you automatically have the other energy to take care of other people and to make a bigger difference on this planet. And I really love it. So I believe that kindness is truly one of the highest vibrations that we have. And forgiveness is an element of kindness. So you you be kind to yourself, too, right? That's the number one thing. Absolutely. Because yeah. that's what I do. I, prom- I promise myself something. If I want to achieve my goal today of getting 10 things done or something that's normally almost impossible. But, yes, if you do that, you can have a major thing, which is a croissant, which I love. Or you, or you can go, uh, you can see two movies tonight. You know, you'll, be, you'll be finished by 4.30, 5 o'clock, you'll see two movies. Whatever is it, uh, that the little girl or the little boy in you wants, that's what I like to feed is the child in me. Absolutely. That that child is very important. And money loves playfulness. And a lot of times what happens is when we have money problems is we stop playing because we get told oh. we're responsible. We need to be responsible. Yes, we need to be responsible with money. Yes, we need to pay our bills. But playfulness and joy needs to be part of that, whatever that looks like. And sometimes it's a small playfulness, but sometimes it's a bigger thing too. So absolutely. And what I'm finding with the crazy time energy right now, we need to be able to write our goals down and we need to be accountable. And the more accountable we can be, the more energy we can have for the fun too, because we can get things done faster, quicker, and then we can build on our fun. Yes, yes, we can. And it's important for filmmakers to realize that you have to love yourself. Uh, It's important for everyone. But I find filmmakers are tough on themselves. Uh, And they they are so talented, Brianne. Some of them are writers, producers, actors, or writer, producer, or editor. I mean, these are magnificent talents, and they don't realize how talented they are and they get really upset with themselves if they choose the wrong DP or the wrong editor or something, they have to go find someone else, but they've got to realize that they are the film and they have to 
forgive themselves, take care of themselves. The most that's the most important thing is for the filmmakers to love themselves first and all else second, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things with that, and that's not uncommon with spiritual people, it, it's the perfection points in us. And a lot of times as kids, we're not loved unless we're perfect. And then that contributes to a lot of problems in adulthood. And it's all about, yes, I am perfect the way I am, but I'm choosing to create something even better. And I'm choosing to change and shift things to where I can get my goals. And and in the situations where you were talking, that's where questions come in. And it's basically, all right, this person is a very talented person. Are they the right person for my film? If I choose this DP, will my film get made easily? Does this DP share my vision, share my work ethic? And all of that's really important. And what I also tell people is this is another reason why you get so much money that money doesn't make your decisions. Because what what happens with a lot of our decisions, and I'm sure you can relate to this, Carol, is we make a lot of the choices that we make because we don't have the money to make different choices. So it's basically we're allowing money to make our decisions. And as we know, sometimes that's good, sometimes that's not so good. So money is definitely a factor, but if it's the only factor for us, that's when we get into trouble. So it's like, all right, you know what, universe, I'm choosing to be able to create so much money that I can hire the person I want to, that the talent finds me. And going into that energy is more productive than the other. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we sit around and we wait for the money. It, we all have to move in our goal. And one of the things that happens with goals is we have to figure out how to move forward, how to get closer to what we want, even if we can't see how we're getting there, even if we can't necessarily see the money, we just know it's coming and we keep asking for the guidance and the energies to get to it as easy as possible. Yes, I like it when uh, filmmakers have, let's say they need $10,000 and they have that $10,000 spent. And that's the way we like to work is that, okay, have everything ready. You know who you're going to pay first. Everything is written down. And it's it walks in the door and it, it's the eagle has landed and flown away. You know exactly where mm-hmm. you're going to spend it and what you're going to do. Your plans are all made. And it's it's it's, it's a Uh, It's a completed thing. You pretend it's happening in the now. Everything has to be in the now. So uh, you're so right on this stuff. And um, and, and so tell us why the uh, law of attraction, the secret, too many people heard the secret, made decisions, this is what I want, and sat back in their comfortable chair and waited. Uh, or what happened? Because so many people are now um, upset with the secret because they say it didn't work. Right. Well, it works, but it's a process. And this is where truth comes in. Is The, the bottom line is if you were able to receive a million dollars, you would have received it by now. You know, 
it's all a little bit of a dance with the energy. It's about connecting with the quantum field. And unfortunately, the secret, I believe, that the film, because I saw it way back when, it just did not go in to things as deep as it needed to be. So you can't just say you want goals, close your eyes, never mention them again, and expect them to show up. Now, you can absolutely do that, and there's a lot of people who teach manifestation that way. But you have to also understand, too, is the universe hears everything you say. It hears every thought. It doesn't just hear your positive. It hears everything. So it hears the, uh, I'm creating $10,000 for myself. But it also hears you talk to your friend and say, oh, I'm broke as a joke. Oh, I hate money. Oh, rich people are bad. It hears all of that. So we have to, that's why, number one, we have to keep refocusing on our goals. And we also have to be a little bit mindful of what we say. Now, that being said, we don't have to drive ourselves crazy with it. We don't have to be fearful of thinking negative thoughts, but we also have to own the negative thoughts and choose to change them. And, you know, and the law of attraction is that, yeah, you can be in the vibration, but as you know, maintaining a lot of these higher vibrations is not as easy as they tell us, just because we live life. You know, if you're sitting at home in your own energy all day, awesome. But most of us are out in life, and so we pick up negativity. And what is also happening, too, is people are very energetically sensitive these days. And you have to own that, and you have to set boundaries on other energies. And many people are waking up to the fact that they can read people. They can read energies. Awesome. But that also means you have to put boundaries on those people's energies or their energies will be in your face 24-7 and you can't create. One well, of well, the life... Well, tell us what the, this energetically sensitive means. Well, energetically sensitive means you feel energies. You, you're feeling great and you go talk to somebody and then all of a sudden you want to cry. Well, that's usually you're picking up their sadness. You know, a lot of people know what people are going to say before they do it. That's energetically sensitive. One of the most, because I was born that way, and it cannot be fun at times. So one of the most biggest things I ever learned was setting boundaries. And here's what I recommend people start doing is, and I do it before I get out of bed in the morning. You take a deep breath and you say, I hereby now and forever on all levels of my being, set 100% healthy boundaries on people, negative energy, and negative self-talk. Take a deep breath, and then you blow it out. Does is that pushes people's energy out of your field. Now, you add anything and everything to that. If you're fighting with an ex, you put boundaries on the person, on their energies and entities. If you're doing negative self-talk, if you got a specific thing that's negative self-talk about your relationship, like with your mother, you put boundaries on your relationship with your, your negative self-talk relationship with your mother. And, and if you start doing that, that will help you get thinking. Because one of the reasons I believe a lot of people have a lot of, there's a lot of mental issues nowadays, is just because we're energetically sensitive and we're taking on other people's energies to the point we are so bogged down, we don't even know who we are anymore because we're so bogged down with other people's garbage. So the more you can set the boundaries 
the more you can think. And it was life-changing when I figured that out about 15 years ago. Now, it also goes to is, I'm sure you guys have felt great, and then you go talk to somebody and you feel like you got hit by a bus. That's a boundary violation. So, so, so you walk away, you say, I set 100% healthy boundaries on that person and all their energies, and you blow it out. And the same with rooms. And I'm sure, Carol, you've had this, especially some of the studios you've taught in, is you walk into a room, you go, yikes. Well, that's energy. <laughs> so it's like I set 100% healthy boundaries on this room and everyone and everything in it, and you blow it out. Okay. Now, yes. be aware that once you start doing this, you might have to reset the boundaries several times a day because your energy is so used to not having boundaries, you're going to have to reinforce. Okay, but it's good, and it really will change your energy. And doing salt baths and showers will really help you, too. Like throwing two cups of um, salt baths or showers, where you throw two cups of sea salt in your bath. Or if you're in the shower, you put sea salt in, like, a Rubbermaid container. It pours all hot and wet. You turn off the water. You rub the salt into your skin, and you let it sit for a couple of minutes. That's wonderful because what the salt does is it cleans out your auric field and it cleans out your, off your skin. And with all of this crazy energy on the planet and the health scare, we need to make sure our energy is as clean as possible. So that will help too. And if, you're, if your skin is too sensitive for the salt, get a body wash and put it in body wash and use the body wash. Great. But it's all about taking care of our energy. And, and I know when... I'm dealing with very highly intense people that sometimes have negative energy. The only thing that I can do that can get rid of the energy is taking a salt shower. And so that's great. Oh, so it's yes, all about what a great self-care. idea. Yeah. Yes. Self-care. And, and okay. Let's talk about gratitude because that seems to be one of the steps that uh, we forget to be thankful for what we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And gratitude is one of those things. When I used to be grateful for things, they'd go away immediately. And that drove me crazy because that's not how I was told it was supposed to be. But I had an um, aberrant definition of gratitude running in. And so I had to change my attitude, attitude with gratitude and change my definition and use it. Now, I like gratitude. I like appreciation. And I think gratitude is one of those things where it gets a little bit tricky because, you know what, I am very grateful for this visa bill because I enjoy the things that are on the bill. I am choosing now to be able to change it to pay off this bill. I'm choosing to be able to be grateful for the things beyond having the credit card debt. And being in that kind of energy, I believe, is really good. Um, now, there is a definition of gratitude that means you don't deserve it. You have to be grateful because you do not deserve it. Get rid of that definition because that can really hold you up. So some people use appreciation because of that. But if you just change your definition of words, it can really work because we get a lot of our definitions of words from our parents, our traumas, and our life experiences. Wait a minute. How do you change your definition of words? Let's talk about that for a minute. That's important, okay. well, too. Yeah, you'd write, you'd write down the words, and then 
you would, I like looking it up online because there's a lot of different definitions for words. And you look, okay, is that definition true for me? No. Okay. So like gratitude in the past has been, I do not deserve it. So I have to get on my hands and knees and be <laughs> grateful to God, you know, all that crazy stuff. And, and sometimes the universe does respond to the, the off the, off the wall definitions. But instead, you know, I'm choosing that I absolutely deserve everything. I am worthy of everything, but I'm being grateful to show God in the universe what I love and what I want more of. And that is a beautiful flowing energy. Yeah. What I love and what I want more of. And that is good. So, and, and do that for all words, because love is one of those very tricky things to where I think there's 27 different definitions of love. Oh my God. And so, yeah. So it's basically, you know, this is what I'm choosing it to be for me and allowing yourself to be in the flow and one of these things, too, is you'll also come up against what things you think you have permission to change and what things you think you don't have permission to change. And that is huge with us religion people because we were raised that, oh, no, no, God's in charge. It's all about God. It's God's wishes. We don't have any choice. And that is one of the biggest disservices we have ever been taught is, yes, God, the quantum field, universe, whichever energy you want to say it is, yeah, they do have a lot more power than we do at this point. But we are in a co-creation relationship with God. And that's where we need to get into that is, you know, we get a lot of the negativity because we let God, we're going to blame God, but it's not God. It's because we're not making what we want to create clear So that's sometimes why we have a lot of the sacrifice and the suffering because we are not being clear on what it is we want to create. And another reason for, yeah. And another reason for that too is sometimes the, what we call bad things happen because it has to break apart in order for us to be able to get what it is that we really truly want to create. Because we do hold on. We do have attachments to not so great things. We do have attachments to lower level things that we think we need for whatever reason. And sometimes we have to break apart. You know, sometimes a friend has to betray us because it's the universe's way of saying, you know, I've been trying to tell you that this friend is not good for you and you won't listen. So this had to happen for you to decide and choose to break with this person. Wow. And, um, yeah, and and that's one of the things. Oh, it it is absolutely true. And and, and just because that can get people in an uproar when I say that. Now, I don't necessarily believe that we need to cords and ties with everyone. Some people we do. But what happens with most people, I tell them, put them on vacation. It's not that you're telling the universe you're done with them and all this other kind of crazy stuff. No, I'm putting you on vacation, and you can come back when you figure out how to treat me nicer. You can come (laughs) back when you figure out how much I did for you. You can come back when and then fill in the blank. And I love that far much more than cutting the energies. Right, right. That is a wonderful way to live. Well, I'll tell you about this um, forgiveness and about the gratitude. 
uh, first about the gratitude. I mean, Tom Malloy uh, teach, teaches with me in the intentional filmmaking class, and I always teach the filmmakers that I want them to be thankful for what they have and then ask for more. Uh, well, Tom says what he does, he set his phone to go off at a certain time uh, every day and he stops whatever he is doing and he is thankful for what has been given to him and he says that when he started doing that that it was like he opened a door with the universe and so many wonderful things started coming to him Brianne so it, (laughs) it worked for him in that way absolutely and that is just the power of having things and doing things on a regular basis. Um, I'm in a couple of different challenges right now. For the whole month of March, we are doing something creative each day. We are creating something each day. And I really love it because it's keeping me focused. And we need to do that. So I think that was a great thing for him to do. And that also can be one of your goals, too, to have that on like every day at nine o'clock, I pause and I'm grateful. And um, being grateful before you go to sleep at night too is good because that can open up the dream energy to create a lot of wonderful things for you in your sleep. Oh yes, it would. Now, and the other thing I have noticed with Tom Malloy uh, is that he is generous with his time. He donates to a lot of charities, including from the heart. I mean, the intentional filmmaking class that he teaches, he doesn't even do consultations anymore, Brianne, because he's too busy making films and running his distribution company. But he will teach the filmmaking class with me, and it's a gift, you know, and he gets very little money for it, but he loves doing it. And so many people benefit. So the more he gets, it seems, the more he gives of his time to the right uh, charities. Or he chooses his own charity, but he gives of himself to help others. And I think that's part of it. What do you feel about giving back? Absolutely. And see, that's a really big thing is giving and receiving has to be in flow. Now, I'm not a big fan of the word balance just because that's very heavy but I do like harmony so he has reached a harmony and that's what we have to do we have to give and we have to receive and I think that one of the things that also happens with money is people do not look at where they're giving a lot of people just want to receive money but they're not looking at where they're giving money and one of the things I have recently gotten back into and I love this is about looking at individual giving. I used to give to organizations, and a lot of times we think, okay, great, I gave, I need to give $50. Okay, here's this organization, boom, done. But it's far more, I believe, effective in a lot of ways to find a person. Um, there is somebody on Facebook who does, um, she's really good jewelry maker, but she's had a lot of hard luck because she lost her job. She's really looked for another job, hasn't found it. She's trying to sell jewelry. It's not working. 
Well, every time she will post on, like, I need money. I need to, I'm need. i doing deals on my jewelry because I really need some dog food. My dog food bin is empty, and I need dog food. <laughs> and Great. I will send her $10 or $15 or whatever I have, and sometimes up to 25 Now, a lot of people said, well, that's, you know, ridiculous. That's just one person. But, no, I just am trusting the universe that, okay, this is in my path. This person needs help. They will do make this $25 good use and that poor dog who is totally innocent and all this is taken care of oh yeah you know and i think that's where we need to with our time with our money and even if it's just a little bit of money it's really good because it makes a difference to the people who really need it yeah and it's taking the time to clean out yeah and it's like taking the time to clean out your closet and to give your things so they can resell to somebody who can resell it to the mission. And, you know, that's all part of giving. So yes, we do need to look at giving and what works for us and what works for the other person. So asking for more giving opportunities is really wonderful because you will see then where you're judging people and where you're just allowing yourself to listen to the universe about where you need to give. Oh, what I li- I like that yes asking to have something sh- show up for you to give things to that's very good I love my local mission uh, because I I have worked in the mission in New York with uh, Sunny we went we would go help serve people and uh, but I can't I can't handle all that walking and carrying dishes and all that stuff anymore but I can give them money to buy the food and take care of the homeless. So, yes, and asking for it to come to you, and I love it when it's a one person, when you can put some money in somebody's hand and you know that they need it. That's important. Mm -hmm. Well, my goodness, we've we've taken – I asked you for 30 minutes, and it's <laughs> that flew by a long time ago. I just want to thank you for your generosity to share all of this. And every other Saturday, I want to thank you for all the time you've donated to From the Heart to be on our film funding class and share your guidance and information with filmmakers. So you've just done such a splendid job in helping us. I sincerely appreciate it, Brianne. Oh, wonderful, Carol. Well, I really love it. I love your filmmakers, and I believe that film is actually one of the few freedom of speeches we have left. And I know that sounds really terrible, but we need to do it. And through film, I think people are more willing to look at these issues than if just someone talking. So I think it's awesome, and I love the work you do, and I support the work you do. Oh, how kind of you. Thank you so much. We really need you. Now, let's tell people how they can find you, how they can reach you if they're interested in working with you. Okay. So right now, um, send my email. It's B-R-E-P-R-Y-S-E at gmail.com and put filmmaker or something in the um, box um, in the subject line, and I will respond to that. And um, I also do candle events every month. We pick a wonderful topic, and that month we do the topic. And it's by donation only. And basically, 
you get on the site and you can watch the videos and we talk a lot about energy and we move an awful lot of energy. And some people just participate in the candle events. They don't ever watch the videos. They just love the energy because when you're part of the group, you get a lot of energy regardless. And um, next month, April 2020, I'm doing a, a money event where the whole month, first through the 30th, we are doing, we're just working on money. And I'm doing a workbook for everybody. And it's just 30 days of really looking at money programs and money energies and burning off an awful lot of old stuff. So I'm hoping that's thecandlemagician.com. So I'm hoping more people can join us. Oh, and because wait. it's you say it again, yes. that was too fast because we have to write it down. I want to be definitely, I love your candle events, and oh, this is a 30 day event that would be exciting! Yeah, and uh, it's thecandlemagician.com. So, thecandlemagician.com, okay, yeah. Right, and the, the site doesn't have an awful lot on it. I just primarily use it for the events, and we've been doing this about a year and a half now, and it's been wonderful. And I thank you for your participation, Carol. Oh, so I love it. The, yeah, so the information's up there, and it's just going to be a really you know, big event. We're going to get a lot of money, energy, and just work on an awful lot of things that I work on with my clients and getting in a different energy of money because we got to get rid of this greed factor that we're being greedy because we want too much. It's like if, if we spiritual people received all the money that the universe tried to give us, there would be no problems on this planet. There would be, it would that's be exactly a magnificent right. place to be, but we don't receive and that's why there's problems. So, Okay, we've got to get in the receiving mode, and that's important. Thank you so much. And, Claire, thank you. Wasn't this an exciting interview? Didn't you learn a lot? Yes. Always, always way more than we would ever expect. Yes. Thank you so much, Brianne. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. Thank Thank you for having me, Carol. I really appreciate the work you do, and I'm hoping more people will take advantage of everything that From the Heart offers. Oh, thank you. Me too. All right. Lots of love to you. Thank you so much. You too. Take care. All right. Bye. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's david, R-A-I-K-L-E-N.com. 
and Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.